Welcome back. In this week's episode, we talk about Andrew Tate getting yeeted off the internet, Sam Harris admitting there was a left-wing conspiracy to deny Trump the presidency, and Biden forgiving all of the student debt. I'm Luke. And I'm Rody. And this is the Right Side of the Compass podcast. So, Rody, how was uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was relaxing. I uh, hung out with some friends, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was really nice. Lovely weather. How was yours? It was hot, very hot. <laughs> it was schmoiling okay. outside. It was schmoiling outside. I wanted to die. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's that. Anyways, so a lot of things have happened since our last regular episode. We did do a special episode with Hadar Mukhtar a couple weeks ago, and last week Rhodey wasn't available for filming, so the the show went down, which just goes to show how important Rhodey is to the show. Uh, and while we were gone, while we were unable to do a normal episode, Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence got raided. Uh, we, we, of course, had Gavin McInnes got arrested live on you know on stream and then also tim pool had a song that got released that hit very high in the charts so that was very good for him good for him and uh, of course ben shapiro was accused of of being a terrible person again but it was very funny how it happened (laughs) once again orthodox jew accused of being terrible person (laughs) new in other news, the sky is blue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, also, Ben Shapiro recently came back from Israel. He was uh, he made a whole video about his tour in Israel. He actually did interviews with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and what else? What else happened? Do you remember what else happened? Uh, no. Uh, fortunately, the Earth is still spinning round and round, and uh, we haven't died yet. So, fortunately, that's good news. <laughs> fortunately, no. At this point, I want off. The only thing fortunate <laughs> would be if the Earth stopped spinning and we all fell off the Earth. That would be the best news. That I wouldn't. That I wouldn't have to continue existing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Anyways, so dear listener, we want to continue producing good content for you. I know we've been a little bit lacking recently, but there's been a lot of scheduling issues. Uh, but we do want to continue providing great content for you. So if you can, if you want to continue seeing us produce content, please like the video, share with your friends, and subscribe to the channel. In addition, you can also hit the notification bell to be notified of our latest uploads. On top of that, if you don't like YouTube and you don't like Rumble, we're also available on all of your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple, all of them. Uh, And you can find us there. Give us a five-star rating. Use the whatever rating system of your podcast platform that (laughs) you're using. Rody's looking at me like I, I, I said something silly, but, you know, I don't know all the podcast rating platform systems. I don't know how it works. Whatever. Just click the like button. Exactly. I feel, like I feel like that's universal on all of them. Press the button that says you like, that you want more. <laughs> Just do that. Whatever that is, do that. <laughs> yeah, and so we, we worked very hard on this episode, so we hope you enjoy. Anyways, so this is the first topic. This is kind of a big topic on the internet. Andrew Tate got banned from Twitter and Instagram. Let me just double check that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Uh, got him. This is from Yahoo Finance, 
I'm gonna send you the article right now, Rody. Actually, so go. Yeah, to... Actually, it's funny. It's been a while since I've heard someone being canceled. Yes. Well, I mean, recently you're seeing a lot of people getting canceled, but uh, the thing is, is that uh, this is a rather interesting one, and I'll tell you why in a minute, right? So this is this is what Yahoo Finance has to say. Famous misogynist Andrew Tate in the past week has been kicked off of several major internet services, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch for violating their policies. In an interview on Fox Nation's Tucker Carlson Today, released Thursday, Tate claimed the tech platforms barred him for flaunting what he said were his traditional masculine values. They banned me simply because I had large swaths of the population agreeing to very traditional masculine values, Tate said via Fox News. I live in a very traditionally masculine lifestyle, Tate said Carlson. I have fast cars and a big house and a lot of money and a beautiful girlfriend, and they thought this was very, very threatening. And for some reason, they decided that it's better they annihilate me from the internet and replace me with somebody who's more aligned with whatever they're trying to propose. So, um, wow, yeah, that's... There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. The truth is, is that unlike a lot of things that you see uh, in the media nowadays, where it's so blatantly like the media is wrong and the individual who's assaulted by the media is correct, I actually think Andrew Tate is kind of a jerk. Yeah, why do you say that? Because he's not... Here, he, he, he claims to have traditional masculine values, but the reality is is that he, he made a lot of money dealing in women and dealing in women in, in a way that, that's not appropriate for this show. And furthermore, you know, I don't think that it's true that his lifestyle, the kind of dude bro lifestyle, which admittedly serves him very well. He has a lot of money. He drives fast cars. Like he said, it's not wrong, right? And he, he was doing a bit of a social media kind of hustle there for a second, right? Uh, but I don't think being a kickboxer and having sleeping with beautiful women, I don't think that makes you traditionally masculine. No, why do you say that? Well, what because, makes you masculine then? No, I think he is masculine. I don't think he's like a, a little bitch. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to fight him. In, I wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley somewhere. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that when I think of someone who's traditionally masculine, I think of a guy who wears a suit, who goes and he tells men how to, uh, you know, be responsible, get a job, you know, settle down with one girl, right? And and he just doesn't, he's much more of a pickup artist type or a MGTOW or whatever it is than he is a uh, traditional masculine figure. I hear that, you know, like someone of uh, who shows uh, power, kind of. He's a very powerful masculine figure. I'll grant him that, but I don't think he's traditional. I don't think a lot of men throughout history were Andrew Tate. That's just the reality. I think the keyword is tr is uh, traditional. Right. He's not. He's not traditional in the sense that he promotes traditional religious values. He's traditionally masculine if you believe masculine to just be unfettered, kind of raw power, right? Mm -hmm. So and and Lauren Chen did an excellent video on on Andrew Tate and I don't want to step on her toes. That's not what I'm interested in doing. So if you want to see that video, you should go do it. I think that was probably the most responsible coverage of Andrew Tate. Um, my only issue with what the media did is that 
Andrew Tate, for all his flaws, he's still a better role model for young men these days than any of the idiots coming from the social, from, you know, from big tech or, or the media or our government or whatever it is, right? I think he's, if I had, to, if, if it was a choice between leaving my kids with Andrew Tate versus leaving them in the public school system in the United States, easily Andrew Tate, easily. Unless it's the public school system in Florida. No, uh, even the public school system in Florida, I wouldn't leave them with. Oh, really? No, it says because you got to understand that in in practice, despite DeSantis doing whatever he can to do, and I'm not taking that away from him. It's still the public school system. It's not only that; it's that he can't sit there and oversight everything. So a lot of things he'll figure out about, and then he'll deal with. But it's still a matter of. Oh, he needs to hear about things. Oh, you know, this teacher decides not to listen to uh, Ron DeSantis and the Florida government. But Andrew Tate, I think, is a, would have would be a better caretaker for my children based on the things he said uh, than the public school system. But I still think Andrew Tate is rather crass and rather. Like, I, I don't want him to... It's very sad that nowadays the, the, the role model for men we have today is a guy like Andrew Tate. It, it really is sad because there are better role models out there, I think. Yeah. Um, there's so I, I think Jordan, like, Peterson is a great role model. Or um, there are other... There are just so many. Jordan Peterson, Dennis Prager, and I'm sure in your community, in everyone's community, there are people who are more fit to be a role model for children. And it's really sad that kids feel nowadays, teenagers feel like, oh, you need to look up to Andrew Tate, this guy who drives fast cars and and does shady things with women. Uh, You need to do that. I think that's kind of a problem, in my opinion. So do you think it was right of him to get kicked off of uh, these platforms? No, of course not. That that's that's silly. That's very silly. If you can have like trans weirdos on TikTok talking about how they're transing the kids and getting you know kids to like go by other pronouns and this that, then Andrew Tate has a place. I, I that's I listen. If it, if it were a perfect wor- world and I could decide who I want being the role model. Obviously, I'd have my pick, right? But the reality is you can't, right? That's why free speech is so important. But even if we're not having free speech, which we don't really have free speech. This is what Michael Knowles goes over all the time. There's really no such thing as free speech, right? It's the the speech that that the regime tolerates and the speech that the regime doesn't tolerate, right? I actually recently watched a Lotus Eaters video where they spoke about this as well. Uh, basically, uh, you know, there are things that are going to be out of bounds. I don't think Andrew Tate should be out of bounds. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I agree that I might not agree with like what he's saying and stuff like that, but I agree with that. You shouldn't be kicked off of, you know, like you said, freedom of speech off of these platforms for what you said. I mean, it says here that he was kicked off for, you know, violent speech. So, like, but do you believe that? Do you believe that? I haven't watched his his content, so I I honestly have no idea. Right, but do you knowing that the media lies to you all the time? Do you believe that they that that that's actually what happened? Um, that he's promoting violence. Um, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Um, because I haven't really seen other instances where that's really happened. So based on what I saw, 
based on what I saw of Andrew Tate, and I remember when he was doing that marketing scheme where if you shared his videos, he'd pay you because he wanted people to join his program. So he would pay people to share his videos. Yeah. Okay. So he did that. And I remember seeing some of his videos and I remember seeing like, he said some very based things. He said some things that were very true. And he said some things that were kind of just made him come off as a giant dude, bro. <laughs> you no, can say if you want. No, I said dude, bro, for a reason. Oh, okay. Why? No, because like he says, uh, how do I can't even give you an example right now. It's more just, come off as a dick. You can say yeah, that. He comes off as a giant dick sometimes. Uh, but that's the thing. Like people who do that, so they many times have true things that they say. There are things that they that come out of their mouths that are true. It's just that when you the put way the, they not just the way they say it, it's the other things they say. And the overall message of Andrew Tate is you got to be self-sufficient, right? I agree with being self-sufficient. I agree with making money. I agree with that. But it's not so that I can F bitches. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, that's not why, you know, it's like, it's better yeah. than like, you know, dealing drugs, I guess, you know, it's better than that. But I guess we've gone up since the rappers were telling our kids to do like do drugs and like snort coke off a of hooker's bums right but you know it's still kind of he's still trying to play the quote-unquote alpha male and while that's a better message for kids than a lot of than a lot of the messages that are coming out nowadays it's still not as preferable as being responsible and and you know traditional masculine responsibility you have to be responsible for a wife you need to be responsible for kids you need to be part of a community worship god those types of things it's not the same message yeah, no, I hear that. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, if if Andrew Tate, you know, he, he comes out and he says what he says, I don't think he should be banned for it. But let's not pretend that Andrew Tate is this great guy who, who just was being attacked by the social media. I, I think the, the only reason social media is worse is because they literally try to trans our kids. So it's it's not a discussion. Anyways, so I wanted to go over the next topic. I didn't. We obviously didn't talk about Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence being raided by the FBI, and there's a lot to be said about that. But I think after like a couple of weeks, there's nothing really to be said. Um, when it comes, however, to what Sam Harris said about the 2020 election recently on the Trigonometry podcast, I actually think there's something that needs to be said that hasn't been said yet, right? It hasn't been said yet. Um, what happened on the Trigonometry podcast? So Sam Harris, Rody, do you know who Sam Harris is? Um, actually, I don't. Would you like to explain? So Sam Harris was one of the four horsemen of the so-called New Atheist Movement. This is a movement back when we were kids, back in the early 2000s. There were a bunch of atheists writing books about being anti-religion, this was mostly a response to radical Islam, 9-11, things like that. And there were there were a bunch of uh, new atheists who were um, kind of in this space. There was Christopher Hitchens, there was Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, and there was another guy, I forget his name. But they all were, were, were like big into this new atheism, right? A very kind of evangelizing form of new atheism, right? And they wrote all these books. And I actually rather liked Sam Harris. I like I think most people on the right who know who Sam Harris is, they 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 like him because he's not simply a shill for the left. 
but this makes me kind of wonder if I was so correct in that assessment of him not being a shill for the left. He's on the left or, or right? He's on, on the, the left. left. He's very oh. obviously on the left. He, he okay. I think he got a big old case of Trump derangement syndrome. So let's play the, the clip from Trigonometry because we do need to go over what he said. We do need to go over what he said. And this was, this was his question. This is, he was on the Trigonometry podcast and he was asked about, he was okay with um, the Twitter banning the New York Times story about Hunter Biden's, or the New York Post story rather, about Hunter Biden's laptop. Now that's not, that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account like that. That's a, just a conspiracy. That's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely. It was absolutely right. But I think it was warranted. The the important thing to understand from this clip is, well, first of all, I think he, he kind of inadvertently outlines why the why, like, not everything is a conspiracy. Right. Like every time, like, just as a side tangent, like if you believe in UFOs, you're not exactly a conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? A conspiracy theorist is someone who theorizes about people getting into a room and conspiring against someone. That is a conspiracy theorist. Now, if you believe in something that's not a media approved, you're now a conspiracy theorist. But that's wait, that's wait, wait. Say that again. The first part. A conspiracy theorist is someone who believes that people get together and conspire. Right. Okay. Right? Conspiring means to make a plot to destroy something. Uh-huh. Right? So, but not everything that people believe, which is silly as a conspiracy theorist. If you're a flat earther, you're not a conspiracy theorist. At least not technically. You may be referred to as a conspiracy theorist, but you're not a conspiracy theorist. Oh, that's very interesting. That's right. um, because they're not, they're not plotting to destroy anything. No, they're just, they believe the earth is flat. You don't believe the Earth is flat? What do you mean, believe the Earth is flat? The Earth is flat. Why do I need to believe that? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> all around the world, all around the globe, there are people who believe the Earth is flat. Yeah, don't you know people are falling off the edge every day? Every day. It's a good thing there is no giant cat because you'd just be pushing everything off the. Yeah, <laughs> just imagining that would be really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, Sam Harris in this clip, he he says that it, that he's asked by the trigonometry crew if he's content with the left wing conspiracy to censor the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Which, if you may may have been, if you do or do not know, a lot of people are saying that part of the reason why the election was rigged is even if you don't believe, for example, that the voting machines were tampered with, the information that people were granted during the election was heavily funneled in one direction, right? So all the bad things that Trump did or didn't do, people knew about. But if Hunter Biden did something that demonstrated demonstrably that he was banking that he was making bank off his father's name, which, by the way, in this interview, Sam Harris acknowledges. He acknowledges he knows exactly what Hunter Biden is being accused of, and he knows exactly why this Im implicates Joe Biden, right? But instead of, you know, kind of being level-headed about it and, and, and kind of saying, like, you know, like, I could see both sides, this is not okay, whatever, 
instead of doing that, which would have been like the more respectable position, he kind of says, oh, I'm so glad that they got rid of Trump. Right. They had to do what they had to do. Twitter and, and this, which which makes you think. Right. Sam Harris wrote a book about how you can have morals that are removed from an omnipotent deity. Right. You don't need you can have an objective morality without a deity. Right. And I think he proves here that his own his own philosophy doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you have uh, this is something I was actually talking about with this kid I saw when I say kid, he was 18. Uh, but uh, I was going back to Jerusalem with this kid and. You know, we were talking about religion and this, that, and we were because he, he's a, a typical Israeli atheist, secular kid, whatever. And I was explaining to him why I believe in God, and I was explaining to him why it's important that people believe in God. And he basically, or rather, I was saying that it's very easy if you don't believe in God to get lost in the goal, right? It's very easy to get lost and kind of do whatever you need to do for something to happen. What God does, right, is he kind of gives these laws. He gives us the law. He com- Moses comes down from Mount Sinai. He gives us the law. And the law says X, Y, Z, right? That means that, that at a certain point, you have to stop what you're doing, and there's a line that you can't cross, no matter what it is that you're trying to do, Right? Yes, correct. Right. So Sam Harris wanting to make an objective morality, right? It ought to, it it just becomes what he wants. Right? Did Sam Harris say that objectively free speech means that the New York Post should have the right to post what it needs to do and Twitter shouldn't be arbiting what the New York Post says or what people think? No. He didn't say that. He said that it was very important for Twitter to 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 stifle the New York Post story because there's a big orange asteroid coming to destroy the planet, right? Yeah, so he's saying, you know, censorship is good. Yeah, but that's but that's not what he would have said, you know, five years ago, six years ago. Six years ago, he was a big proponent of democracy and the will of the people. Well, it turns out that the will of the people was very inconvenient for Sam Harris, right? <laughs> it was very inconvenient but yeah, no, he goes on this tirade about Trump and an orange asteroid and orange Hitler and this, that, and it's just, uh, come on, my guy. Like, this is this is why, this is what the lack of wisdom will do to someone. Sam Harris is obviously a very smart individual. He's obviously a very smart individual. He's, he's interacted with Ben Shapiro. He's made his case many, many times. I think that he's not a stupid person. He's not like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He's one of the left's brighter thinkers. Right. Well, because he doesn't have this because he rejects religion, he rejects God. Right. He rejects thousands of years of acquired knowledge. Right. That's what wisdom really is. It's acquired knowledge through the mistakes of the past and the things we've learned over many thousands of years. Right. It's the things that you don't have to reinvent the wheel to rediscover every time. And because he Uh, refuses. What? No. Yeah. Continue. Because he refuses to use that wisdom. He comes off very foolish in this clip. He comes off as a raving lunatic. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, so let's go on to the third topic. The third topic today is uh, we're going to be talking about Biden's uh, student loan forgiveness plan. Do you know anything about this? 
Um, so I heard a little bit about it on uh, on the news. Um, essentially, uh, Biden last week announced plans to forgive up to twenty thousand dollars in federal student loan debt for Pell Grant recipients and up to ten thousand for others who qualify. So, I mean, I mean that's probably per person, but he plans to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars in student debt for students because. I mean, last I checked, the student loan debt was around $1.7 trillion. It's, it's probably gone up since I last checked. Let me just check that. Um, no, no, it's still $1.75 trillion. Because <laughs> I don't think the program kicked in yet, nor do I think that it actually matters. I don't think a billion in student loan forgiveness is going to put a dent in anything. No, it's not. But the the idea of forgiveness, of student loan forgiveness, I find irresponsible. Because you can't just make money disappear, okay? Like who's who's gonna pay for that? You know. So, but here, here's the issue. well, here's the issue. And by the way, I say this as someone without student loans. I say this as someone who 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 didn't go to college in the United States. So I have just as much right to say like I don't really want to pay off these kids' loans. I do kind of see the other side, and I think conservatives. And I'm gonna say the unpopular thing here. Conservatives drop the ball on student loans every single day. All the time they drop the ball. It's not even close. Well, first of all, I don't think you should go into debt for university, you know, period. But and I don't think that I don't think that um student loan debt it's it's we already have it. It's not like something you can prevent because I mean, yes, you want to do everything you can to prevent it, but it's already here. So since we already have the debt to forgive it, you can't just make the money disappear. I mean, they just they're just going to be printing out more money, which makes inflation go up, which to cover you know their butts for the for forgiving that money, and then you know they're trying to make inflation go down, yet they're making it still go up. <laughs> why do you, Why do you assume that the people in charge are trying to make inflation go down? I, I after I think we've done this podcast for almost a year at this point. You're assuming that they want inflation to go down. That is your first mistake. Well, they want inflation, but not this high. Okay, no, 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 no. In order to have they a stable purport, economy, no, no, no. They purport to want that. But what they actually want, based on their actions, tells a different story. You are giving them too much credit. You are saying that they are good people with good intentions who are foolish. These people know exactly what they're doing. This is not, uh, oh my god, they're trying to... If only they would listen to me, then inflation... It's not like that. (laughs) Because if they wanted inflation to go down then they would do something about it because it's very obvious what to do about inflation. This is Economics 101. These people have Harvard degrees and Columbia degrees. These people are doing it on purpose, okay? these the We're at the loot the treasury part of the government. Uh, at, at We're at the loot the treasury part of history, okay? This is the part where the people in charge, they don't care about the continuation of the civilization. They want to loot the treasury. That's why they're doing this, right? They're not doing this because they care about the people with student loans, right? Which I have a which I have a better solution for than these people do. What these people want is they want more voters in 2022. They think that if they forgive a certain amount of student loans, they're going to get people voting for the Dems in 2022. 
what they really need to do is if they want people voting for Dems is they need to come up with another disease, lock us in our houses, and then have Democrats come to collect ballots. That's what they need to do. <laughs> if they want votes, they need to do that again. But I think the Republicans wised up to that. I think most people don't care anymore. You can't play that trick twice. And so now they have to do it other ways. But this is not about making inflation go down. They're not interested in inflation going down. So get that, get that thought out of your head. Because these okay. people, they're not good people, right? They, just because they say, I could say, Eric, I could, if I tell someone, if I tell a girl that, I, if I tell a girl that I'm talking to, who I don't really want to go out with anymore, it's like, baby, no, 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 it's not you, it's me. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just, I, I'm not feeling it right now. I'm not feeling so well today. Oh, you know, I have to, I have to do this, I have to do, trust me, my guy, like, I am not saying the truth. That, that's what you need to look at it as. Or even better, if, if a girl tells you it's not you, it's me, you know for a fact it's you and it's not about her. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Well, what is it? I just don't like you anymore. Well, then it is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But you, you need to look at what these politicians say. Imagine you're talking to someone who you know does not tell the truth. That's how you need to look at it. But in terms of student loan forgiveness, I understand your concerns. And with this plan, definitely. But broadly speaking, I think it's a big problem that conservatives don't want to solve this issue for several reasons. Just from a conservative standpoint, there's nothing conservative about allowing colleges and school guidance counselors and parents to tell 17-year-olds that in order to make something of themselves, they need to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to school. And now you're going to say, well, I didn't tell anyone to do that. Right. But society did. And we are responsible for what society does. That is just the reality. There are societal sins and societal debts must be paid. In Judaism, we don't believe that, you know, your sin is individual. There are sins of the nation, right? There are, there are blunders that the nation does collectively. And we need to figure that out. Because as of right now, we have a generation that is going to be owned by the banks, Right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's not I mean, for example, I went to college and I'm not in debt. So it's not my problem that someone right. took out a loan. Right. But you do realize that you are affected if a lot of people decide they can't live in normal communities and they can't saying, have like in the economy in general. OK, fine. Yeah. It's not good for the economy when you have so many people who have no clue about their future. Think about how many people are not having kids not because they don't want to, not because they don't want any family, but because there are thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt and they can't afford one and they don't feel like they can afford one. And again, that's not to say they should have taken out these loans, but when, you're, when your parents tell you that you need to go to college to make something of yourself and your school guidance counselor tells you it's super duper important to get a liberal arts degree, they don't even offer you the option of trade school, right? Think about how stupid teenagers are. Right. And then the society tells them they go to college. Remember how many movies there were when we were kids about going to college and partying and this and that. You remember how many movies like that? Uh, yes, there are many movies like that. Right. So my point is, is that they glorified college. They incentivized college with these loans. And then they told these these banks, oh, you have to give the kids the loans. Right. This was a predatory system. They preyed on people. On well, this, teenagers. The loans aren't aren't from banks. It's federal. But there, first of all, there were banks that gave out loans, and also there you, were, and then eventually went to federal. Okay, but that this, the point still stands. Why is the federal government loaning kids money to go to school? Um, because people can't af afford it, and you know you get interest off it. So, 
and also you understand that it's a problem to loan someone that type of money to go to school when no, I think they can't the, default the, on the loan they can't they can't return the product like if if I take a loan to buy a house right if I take a yeah. loan to buy a house right yeah I can decide I can't pay off this loan and sell the house but I can't do that with a university degree yeah you can't um I mean you you can maybe uh file bankruptcy maybe no you're not allowed to bankruptcy you will not get out of student loans through bankruptcy if you die your parents will have to pay off your student loans someone has to pay off your loans so not only are the interest rates super high but there, there there's no way to get out of the student loans you can't default on them in any way i think the, the biggest issue was that they never put a ceiling like uh, a limit of how much loan they're willing to give and with that, the universities kept saying, oh, well, because there's there's actually was a study that like every time um, they they offer more student loan, OK, universities get more expensive. And because they never put a limit on how much they're willing to give students, well, now these colleges are like, oh, well, you know, we'll just charge them more because, you know, they're willing to give the students more money. Exactly. Right. So, again, the whole system was created to predate people our age right now some people got out of it right but remember if you're some kid living in wyoming right and your parents tell you that you need to get a university degree and the guidance counselors tell you, you need to get a university degree and the school system tells you you need to get a university degree and the banks tell you you need to get a university degree and the culture decides to tell you you need a university degree you like all these things are working against you right and then you go get the university degree. Well, now you own $50,000 in student loans. So now you're spending, because you can't earn that type of money in Wyoming, you go to New York, you live in a stinky apartment in New York for $2,000 a month where you don't have room for anything, right? You're miserable. You can't start a family because you can't accumulate wealth because you're spending money that just never seems to end, right? Never seems to end to pay off that loan that you got to go to school also that you could get this job in New York that that's really not that glamorous, right? You're not like, yeah, there are people in New York who are very wealthy, but you're not it, chief, right? If you're not living in a golden toilet room like Donald Trump is, you know, you you have a, a corner to piss in and that's it. It's not, it's not good for people to be in these cities. And that's my second point. I think conservatives need to come up with a solution to student loans because the only people coming up with solutions for student loans are Democrats. And they're not solving the key issue, which is that kids are going to the universities, they're becoming indoctrinated, and then they're being stuck in these cities. If you want a conservative society, you need to cut off the funding for these universities. Make the universities pay for offering things like gender studies and underwater basket weaving and things like that. Underwater basket weaving. <laughs> Please tell me you actually haven't seen that. No, that's a real university course. There are courses offered for South Park. As amusing as it is as a South Park fan, I have to scratch my head and wonder, South Park is not old enough to get a university course. You know, Trey that's Parker really and Matt funny. Stone are still alive. They, they should not be teaching South Park in a university. In 200 years, maybe they should teach South Park in a university course. Also saw somewhere that uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a UK university, they were teaching, you know, like Harry Potter or stuff like that. Like but the that's the point. But that's the point. The universities have gotten worse. They've gotten more expensive and they become places where they indoctrinate your kids. And we need to stop it. 
We need to stop these people from predating on our children. I, I so, would cut off funding fully. I would just limit it so people don't get into crazy debt and that the university don't charge these students crazy amount of money. No, because I don't want the kids going to university. That's the point. Well, that's a, that's a whole other issue. No, that's it's not. One, it's why? not. That's not a whole other issue because the reason why the government is subsidizing kids going to universities is because they don't want citizens. They want workers. They want worker bees. They don't want smart people. They want people who will vote to take more money. That's what they want. The type of voter that's created at a university is exactly what the Democrats want. That's why they're paying off the debt because they realize, oh, well, we need to give a little present to the people who vote for us, um, but we're not going to solve the problem and actually deal with the universities that are miseducating the children. They did a study. They found that kids are smarter, like they know more about civics and U.S. history before they go to Harvard than after they leave Harvard. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Right. So why would we want to sub? Why would we waste our time subsidizing this? I think we should. I think that we should make the schools pay the student loans eat into their endowments and go make them pay for it. Okay. Um, very interesting take on it. Um, and so do you agree that, what about with, you know, Biden's uh, forgiveness? What do you think of that? Like, no, think- and that, no, that first of all, because it doesn't, it doesn't solve the issue, like I said, but also it's not a comprehensive solution, right? It's really just, oh, we're going to pay off some of your loans now, but it doesn't solve the issue of people getting into debt to go to these schools. And it also doesn't even really deal with the debt. Like you said, it's like a billion dollars in student loan forgiveness, but we have a trillion dollars in student loans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So again, you're not solving the issue. The whole point of solving the issue would be so that these kids can leave these big cities. They could go back home with their parents. They don't have to worry about paying off student loans and they can go and they can start a family and they can, we can start building a conservative America again. But we can't do that when these kids feel like if they need, if they want to live, they need to live in New York and they need to live in Boston and they need to live in California and they need, like that, that can't work. Um, we can probably do a whole episode if I prepared properly, we could probably do a whole episode on student loans and who has student loans and, you know, what the best solution is. And, you know, in terms of that, we could probably do a whole episode if we wanted to, but I, I, I'm just, my frustration is that conservatives don't want to do anything about it when it's probably the most important conservative issue of our day besides for like abortion. All right. And uh, that's our show for today. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, You can follow us on YouTube and Rumble, as well as on all your favorite podcast platforms. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.